am also recording. Hells yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello, Brandon. Hi, Nikki. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be here. Um, where, where well, thank you we? for being here. You are on the brand new Anne Hathaway Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> Hathaway there. <laughs> I'm very excited to be to be on this journey, um, to be uh, to be a part of appreciating. I'm sorry, my headphones got wound up in this thing and my mental well there we go um super not <laughs> relevant um but I, I i'm excited to be here to to appreciate uh the work of of anne hathaway over the years it kind of, um, weirdly it felt like i was like she's like she's passed away the way i was saying it <laughs> yeah no no she's very much alive and well and we well i won't speak as a general we i will speak as i i have a great appreciation for anne hathaway and I have expressed that to you over mm-hmm. the years, over our friendship. And uh, you said, hey, why not watch everything she's ever been in <laughs> and discuss it in length? <laughs> or else you're a fake fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just just kidding. I, he did not say that. No, I basically said put up or shut up. Like, are you really, I mean, yeah. are you really a fan of somebody if you don't devote uh, like five hours, a, at least five to six hours a month to uh, appreciating them. Yeah, I mean, really. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have read her entire Wikipedia page, and <laughs> you think that's enough, but it's not. It's not until you consume everything that they have put out into the universe to be consumed. You're not a real fan. It's just the rules. I don't make the rules. It's just the rules. I think also, like, for me, because, like, I think Anne Hathaway is a great actor, and I think that I, I've enjoyed most everything I've seen her in. But um, I always find it interesting to view people's work in this way. Like, to because to, mm. everything that I've watched uh, of hers up until now has kind of been happenstance. Like, I've chosen some movies to watch. I'm like, oh, Anne Hathaway is in this. I'd like to watch this. But focusing in on the work in this way is just very interesting to me. Yeah. Like, um, getting, because uh, I've I've recently started to do a very similar podcast about Adam Sandler, and it's weird <laughs> that um, I, in the few weeks that I've been doing that, I have I have much more Sandler in my life than I thought I would have, and now we're gonna have much more Hathaway in uh, in our lives. Yeah, which uh, to me is great. I could always <laughs> use more Anne Hathaway. Um, so I'm just gonna take a moment to kind of explain the breakdown here so basically this is like a movie club um we're gonna watch one movie a month and then we are going to discuss um we're not watching them in any particular order very random mostly left up to availability uh and so at the end of each podcast we will let you guys know what the next movie is going to be we're watching so if you want to join in on the appreciation or the discussion uh, you're welcome to do so. And uh, every episode will come out on the first of the month, so you'll have the full month to watch it. Yes. That was, that's very, yes, that's it. I Dang it, I hate it. I was I wanted to, like, compliment on how succinct that you've put that, and I feel like I, I botched the compliment so much that it almost <laughs> ruined what you said. I was like, yeah, that was, that was, that, uh, you did, you done packaged everything really well. well. Wait a 
say the words correctly. Yeah, you done said the words really well. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want Is to there anything it? you want to add before we get into it? Mm, no, I feel like that's, I mean, this is, that's really the, the spiel okay. of it. Um, I'm going to add something that's not necessarily related to what we're doing here. Okay. Um, I just want our audience to know, and if by some miracle Anne Hathaway is listening right now, <laughs> I want, this is, mm, I love Anne Hathaway. <laughs> and I mean that in every sense of the word. <laughs> I am married. I am happily married for a couple years now. But I told him, if Anne Hathaway wants some of this, <laughs> she can have it. So my husband and I have a clear understanding that if Anne Hathaway is interested, I'm gone. I am, oh, I'm Hathaway there. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I, okay, then I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll add on to that and just say uh, if <laughs> hi, hello, Anne, if you're listening, uh, just we we know you're a person, so like we I don't we, this isn't weird. Like we're just just at a respectable distance, admiring your work and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just... yes yes no, not not in a creepy way but i would <laughs> i would like to get to know you better and and since you are not answering my dms this is the only way i can think of to do so i know you are a person with a beautiful family and a very busy life i understand so th this is what I have. Just let me have this. Just let me have this, Anne, okay? Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I guess really, I think, I mean, basically, I just, I, I think that this podcast was created in a mix of also wanting to answer your thirst. Like I was... Yes, <laughs> yes. So I wanted to, 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 as my friend, I wanted to indulge you in that thirst. And Yes, thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, and I also I, have, I, I mean, she's, she's great. She's fantastic. So. Yes, I do want to... Put a little asterisk, a little clarification that yes, while I am undoubtedly attracted to Anne Hathaway, <laughs> I do honestly respect her as an artist. Um, I am a person who has done some acting in my past, and so I respect her as both an actress and as a singer. And um, like this love has grown from an initial appreciation of her art, and then as I've as she's grown more in the spotlight and done more interviews and things like that. And I've got to know her on that level. I lo just love her as a person. Um, and she happens to be gorgeous. That's, that's all. That's just, you know, uh, it's let me, just the way things go. Let, let me save you from, from having to explain, explain yourself further. Uh, you did fantastic, <laughs> but I just don't, I want to, I want to, uh, here's, here's the lifeline. Let's talk about this movie <laughs> that we watched. Okay. So this month, we watched a movie that neither of us had known about um, mm -hmm. or heard of or watched. We didn't even read the description of the movie. We just went into it. It is Song One. Um, yes. I've, Brandon, do you have the facts on this? Because like, I'm yeah, going I to it. assume it was early 2000s, but I actually didn't check. Yeah, I've got it. I've got him here. So yeah, I don't want to like in this podcast also since it's kind of a book club i don't want to spend too much time like going through the plot especially of it but um but yeah just kind of as an overview of song one uh it actually came out in 2014 um knew it huh you knew said, it 
you knew that you were because you said early 2000s yeah that's early 2000s <laughs> is it okay. it's only 14 years into a thousand year chunk of time that's early 2000s fuck off <laughs> Time's wrong. relative and made up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, 2020 is the early 2000s. You're right. I get it. Yeah. Uh, relatively speaking. Anyway, came out 2014. Um, was directed by a uh, the person whose name... I just had it. Galdern it. Gagnabbit. <laughs> ah, beans. Directed by Kate. Uh, Kate uh, Froyland. Uh, also written by Kate Froyland. Uh, we love done... a writer-director. Yes. Uh, they've done a couple of other things. Uh, was a miscellaneous crew on Devil Wears Prada, which is probably where this movie kind of came. Yeah. Um, also found out that Anne Hathaway's husband was a producer on this movie. Um, yeah, I think her... I can't think of her husband's name right now, but I think he's... A, I think he's. that's like what he does he's he's a producer adam shulman yes i was like it's um, really close to adam schumann which is uh like i think he does like musicals um hmm. so that one's hard done. to keep straight in my head adam hasn't done a lot in the last couple of years um he's so. been busy raising a family okay yeah i get it that's just understandable He's an actor and jewelry designer. This is not what this podcast is about. It's not Adam. It's not. <laughs> it's not it's about not, Adam. It's about Anne. It's not Shola Way there. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's a brief overview of just that. Um, of that and the, the Anne Hathaway and Johnny Flynn, the main actors. So I'm gonna give you a brief summary of the movie. Um, so this focuses on Anne. Um, her name is Franny, unfortunately, in the movie. I just, I don't know, it's just, it felt like an out-of-place name with the other names in the movie. I don't know. Um, so Franny is a anthropologist student. She's working on her PhD. And while she's in, I believe she said she was in South Africa, um, she, she gets a call from her mother that her younger brother has been in an accident and her younger brother is a aspiring musician um who dropped out of college which franny and him got in an argument over and haven't spoken in the last six months um so she comes back to america and the film basically centers around her dealing with her brother who is now in a coma because of the accident and trying to get him out of it and trying to bring familiar um tastes smells sounds to him like anything that might pull him out of it and um initially she finds his journal amongst his belongings that they received from the hospital and it has like all his favorite hangouts and his favorite bands and she goes to those places to get those familiar things and try to jog him out of his coma and she runs into his favorite artist who's like an indie musician um who he's a solo artist he does everything himself and um 
she tells him what happened with her brother and he kind of starts joining her on these adventures through her brother's journal. That's basically all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, it, uh, so, I mean, let's, I, I, we're kind of beating around the bush with this movie of the fact that, uh, we both started crying at 10 minutes. At the 10 minute mark, we both started almost sobbing. Yep. Um, it was, again, we did not read the description. We had no idea what we were going into. And I personally, from the 10 minute mark on, had tears in my eyes. I think for me, it was like the 10 minute to 30 minute mark. I mean, I was, I just, like, I cried like five times. And then I was like pretty emotional throughout. And then the ending, there was a moment at the end that made me cry. Um, the, the moment at the very yeah. beginning was, so she's like kind of trying to figure stuff out uh, with her brother and she finds this CD and what does it say like Marble Song on it, I think? Yeah, it says the Marble Song. And she uh, pops it in and the first thing she hears is her brother's voice and it says, hey Franny, and so she stops it. And I immediately was like, no. <laughs> yeah that's the part (laughs) i just knew it was just no go ahead go ahead oh no it's just i I, at that point i was like i don't know i i knew at that point what this movie was gonna do in terms of like emotions Mm. yeah Uh, and i was not at all prepared uh oh man yeah there was just because like She's trying to get him out of that coma at the beginning, and I, uh, kind of pivoting over to Anne Hathaway, like, I, watching this, uh, she had, like, she acts so, like, uh, just, I don't know, like, naturally or fluently in this movie, I was, like, really impressed Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Go ahead. I just said I was just agreeing with you. I wasn't saying anything other than that. <laughs> uh, also, for people listening, we're recording um, in different states currently, so uh, you know there's a slight delay. So apologies for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just like that was. I mean, I don't want to. I, I like this movie a lot, and so I don't want to talk like poorly on it by any means. Um, but it was really strange. Her and the main, like Johnny Flynn, the the, mm. the, the love interest and the the musician. Um, he was, he was, I just, nobody, nobody in this movie, I feel like, with the exception of maybe her mother, Karen, which was played by uh, Mary Steenburgen, um, just. Who I like, love. She was great. She was amazing in this, too. But everybody else kind of felt like they were a little bit second tier to Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, like, Anne Hathaway, obviously she's the main character, but, like, you, uh, it's just like, oh yeah, Anne is the main character. Like, this is the Anne show. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was uh, really, really good. And I honestly, I don't think there there was like maybe two scenes that Anne wasn't in, and they were like very brief. Like, we follow her through this emotional journey she's going through right. the whole time, and it, it's just so captivating. And like me personally, like I don't know if everyone can relate to this but you know that feeling like when you really need to cry and you get like a lump in your throat Hmm. 
like that movie I had a lump in my throat the whole movie just because you could feel Anne's sadness like in every scene even when the scenes were happy or you know she was having fun or she was enjoying something you could still feel what she was going through right um probably one of the funniest things to watch in this to me and now knowing like the dates for releases and stuff having it in front of me makes it even funnier to me so there's a scene where they're sitting um and by it's uh Anne Hathaway (laughs) and Johnny Flynn they're sitting by the like canal uh I don't know New York (laughs) the water in New York and uh they uh they're kind of doing like this song back and forth and I was just really blown away this is two years after Les Mis came out uh where she won best actress and uh Mm. was an incredible singer in that and so it's great when she's like Uh, like oh sorry i can't really find my voice and i'm like it's okay and we know (laughs) you can sing (laughs) i was like that was probably the hardest scene to act for her to pretend that she couldn't like yeah pretend like she can't sing which she did great it was it was very great in that it was very good um so going more to like the overall movie rather than just how great Anne was yes uh so the reason i said this was very clearly like early 2000s um was the fashion and Mm. like i don't know if you noticed this but something that is very 2014 is like an overabundance of layers (laughs) and so like Anne's wearing like usually she's wearing a tank top with knee length like cut off shorts Mm -hmm. with a jacket and an infinity scarf (laughs) and so like even if she takes off the jacket she still has the scarf on but she's wearing shorts and a tank top and I was just like, this has to be, like, 2014, because that, yeah. It was just very clearly dated in that way. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a scene where she's with Johnny Flynn, and uh, in his name, his name's, like, John Forrester. Um, uh, and yes, James, James. James Forrester. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some fans come up to him, and they're like, can you sign my iPod? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it makes me kind of wonder, I don't know that this movie said when it took place. Because, like, I wonder... Yeah, no, it didn't. Okay. I don't think. Well, actually, I think in his journal, I think there were dates. And I think it had the year. Um, but it wasn't a significant, like, this took place at this right, time. Right, I wasn't trying to... How some movies are. Right. No, but, uh, yeah, no, I remember that was very... Yeah, that felt so strange with the... Because we saw my iPod. I, um... I was I went back and forth on Johnny Flynn as a because like, he man he really did feel like a musician like a folk singer musician I, yeah I was really kind of blown away to look into him and learn that he's not actually like I mean he is a musician but like he's he's not I don't think he's part of like a band or anything that mm-hmm. I can see he was really good he uh he played like acoustic guitar and violin and he would use like a loop pedal so that he could play both and he had a very nice voice i don't really know how to describe it other than like kind of john mary like john mary very um like folky bob dylan i think he yeah he did a project related to is he um he knew he wanted to be a musician okay after listening to bob dylan's record so that's where that is uh-huh yeah so like he was he really fit that part of like 
I mean, you know, you know, if you meet like a musician like in a small band, like sometimes they're kind of awkward because mm-hmm. they're like, I talk, I communicate through my music, and so sometimes person to person, they're not as outgoing or confident. And you really felt that with him. Like she approached him after the show, and he was like, Oh, hi, like nice, nice, nice to meet you. Like <laughs> what it reminded me of is like I feel like um, a lot of times. Uh, musicians they kind of uh you're right where they're they're like they communicate through their music and they're kind of awkward they like get like a specific level of talking to everybody where they're like mm. hello hi yes like this is acceptable no one can be upset by this and inter- i don't want to like let these people down by being more or less than they're expecting so if i maintain this like medium level of everything and he ca- like, I don't know how intentional that was. It de- so I guess he is just like a solo artist in his own personal music career. Um, he's not part of a uh, group or anything. It reminds mm. me, like I've met, uh, not for brag, I've met Jim Adkins from Jimmy Eat World uh, a couple times. And that's how that's been. And it's always been like after a show. I'm not like calling him up like, hey, you want to hang out? Um, right. <laughs> but I, it's not bad. It's just like a... I've met so many people that it's hard for me to kind of relate. And he's also supposed to, in the movie, he's new to this family yeah. of his. It was, um, he's like touring after his first album. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he's adjusting to the fame, but he's still, you know, he's still staying after shows and meeting and signing things. And it's not like you don't have to pay extra to do that. Like he just is there and, um, it is very interesting. You do see him like open up and his levels kind of change as he gets to know Franny more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was really good. I don't know. Cause at first when he was acting like that, I was like, yeah, he's kind of awkward. Um, and initially I was like, oh, he's not that good of an actor, but no, he was really good. Yeah. Uh, it was very good. It was, I felt like it fit him really well. Did you like the music of this? Did you, how did you feel about the music? I did. Um, obviously it's song one. Uh, and the whole thing is that her brother wants to be a musician and he loves James Forrester, who is also a musician. So a lot of the story is, um, Franny connecting with her comatose brother through music and like the bands he enjoyed. And it's a big variety. Like she goes to all these shows that she normally wouldn't have based on her brother's journal. And there's some really fun ones. Like, um, there's this guy who he's like, he sang a song in Portuguese and he was like, I don't speak Portuguese, so this isn't as pretty as it could be, but here we go. And he goes into it, and it is really pretty, but it also has, like, these tongue clicks. <laughs> where, And it's just kind of funny, but beautiful at the same time. Like, there wasn't a performance in there that they went to that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was all really good. And, like, the soundtrack, like, when they weren't actually seeing bands, like, that was all really good, too. Like it was, if you like music, you'll like this movie. It was really oh, yeah. good. I I liked it a lot. I liked it because like, as far as like folk music goes, I thought it respected folk music. For my relationship <laughs> with it and understanding, I'm not going to be an expert on it by any means. But it, it was weird because it it did a really good line of like, almost kind of poking fun at it. Where like, because the, all the lyrics of of James Marston was like very story based and kind of like almost nonsensically tied together but it like makes sense and kind of provides a feeling did you mean james forrester did i say marston 
The, you said the, James Marsden, the, the guy actor. From, the actor from Sonic the Hedgehog, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> James Forrester. Um, my bad. He, uh, You're good. <laughs> but, like, there's the, there's another scene where, again, they sit by the water in New York a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, because she's, she's recording sounds, not just, like, these bands, but she's recording sounds she thinks he might recognize. So she records, like, sequels and the waves and traffic and people walking by like everything yeah and um she's like he's talking about how he hasn't had hasn't been able to write any new material in a while and it was just kind of like i like that it didn't make it too dramatic where she's like what happens if you don't write and i thought he was gonna be like it's gonna be bad but he was like i don't know like i really like i don't know what's going on like i'm just i'm they're expecting me to write music and i really don't know what's gonna happen i'm nervous and then she's like, why don't you write a song about, like, noses? And, like, he kind of does. And it kind of yeah. works. He kind of riffs on that. Noses and ears. And, like, I because, like, I, I feel like a lot of times with, like, folk music like that, you can kind of, like, almost, like, dismiss it and be like, I'm just singing about nonsense. It, like, kind of is nonsense. But, like, it can also mean something in a moment. And Yeah. I thought that was well-respected in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, did you have, like, a favorite scene throughout it? Or was there, like, anything that... Um, favorite scene... I can share mine I... if you would like to think on it. Well, no, I have it. Okay. Um, I'm just, like, deciding if... Because it kind of spoils the end. I, I think that's... I mean, again... That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I think... Um, so my favorite scene is... It's kind of it's kind of two scenes that eventually link up, but James Forrester, he doesn't live in New York, but that's where they are at this time, and he has a couple shows, and that's why he's there. Um, but he was also playing songs at a wedding, and he was getting like $10,000 to play three songs. So they show him at the end of the wedding, like receiving his payment, and the bride like fangirling over him. And it's very funny because she's like, I just want one picture. And like, they keep taking pictures and the husband's like, okay, that's enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is loop like cut in with Franny at the hospital with her brother. Like try, like, I think at this point she's like playing music for him or like trying, like she's playing sounds and I think trying to feed him pancakes from his favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's like going back and forth between this. Um, and eventually she gives up and she sits down and then James comes to the hospital and he's like in his suit and everything and he offers to play a new song that he has written. Um, it's not complete, but he he doesn't sing it, he just hums it and he plays the chords. And while this is happening, Franny glances over and her brother's eyes have opened. Um, and like that really got me just because the acting in this scene was so good. Hey, I, I like I made it I think I like audibly was like oh because like I because she like it it cuts the song off really quickly and is like yeah because she's like uh, uh Henry and, like, and it yeah it's like not obvious that his eyes have opened like you could almost miss it because like they do keep kind of cutting to his face but when his eyes do open the camera is like kind of over his shoulder so you can just barely tell that his eyes are open so you see her look over and realize that his eyes have opened right. and it's just oh like i'm getting like tears in my eyes just thinking about it <laughs> yeah well because i really didn't know where this movie was gonna go with that like i was like i really i thought he was gonna die 
I, I think yeah. that I was like, there's no way he's waking up from this. Because I was, I think in the back of my head, I was like, if he does wake up, like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it because it's such a, like. It's an easy out. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't make it easy because they did focus on that. Enough. Yeah, they, this movie left everything open-ended. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do, like, very stark conclusions, this is not the movie for you. Um, because he does open his eyes, but then they close back. And she gets nurses and doctors in, and they check all his vitals, and they're like, hey, the doctor's going to come talk to you. Um, and then some amount of time passes. It doesn't. It's not really clear how much, but he does open his eyes again, and he's able to say Franny's name after, like, some, like... He, yeah. he says Franny, and then it kind of cuts away, um, and we see a scene of Franny and her mother, and the mom says, he's going to be okay. So, like, we don't really know if he's fully awake, if he's fully aware of everything. I feel like it's kind of left that he's going to be okay, though. Yeah, of... he's going to be okay, but he might not be totally okay. Like, we, we don't know for sure. Right. Um, the scene for me that I really, really liked, and I feel like where this movie was the strongest um, were scenes like this where... Uh, so, it's early on in the movie, and it's uh, whenever... James first visits them in the hospital because um, mm-hmm. Anne goes to a show and meets him and, and then it's like like okay well thanks you know and so he just kind of decides to come visit and she um she gives him the marble song right that's right and says like this is what happened to my brother they had met like he had met James before and like had a picture and he was like sorry like I don't remember mm-hmm. um but she told him what had happened and like what hospital he was at so then James comes to visit, but what he walks in on is Anne Hathaway is standing over her brother, and she's uh, prying his eyes open. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it was really uncomfortable, but, like, I thought the movie did really, really well. Not it, it did more showing than telling, because, like, that's a really uncomfortable thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. but I can't, I've never experienced having somebody in a coma, but, like, absolutely you're going to, to like pry their eyes open like yeah it's something really like small moment and they didn't they did not dwell on it at all like i feel like uh, like a lesser movie would have maybe had Anne's character be like i, I was just i was doing it i didn't i didn't like her stump but she was just kind of like hey like oh like this is weird but i'm just gonna move on and it doesn't acknowledge it afterwards and i just thought that like those kind yeah. of scenes were my favorite in this movie where they, they were it was it was a very quick like i was just uh Hi, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, like, because it's, I mean, he could have been like, <laughs> or like, I don't know, they could have been like really disrespectful to that kind of moment, but it, it, yeah. it played really respectfully. Lots mm-hmm. of showing instead of telling, and I really enjoyed that, the story told that way. Yeah, and I think that's why it was so, like, it kept me in such an emotional state, because it kind of allowed itself to be interpreted rather than spelling it out for us. Mm-hmm. So think- it was... Yeah, I feel like in that way, it's like it, it's it's it respected us as audience members. It didn't didn't make us like it didn't think we were stupid. I guess. Yeah, it didn't hold our hand. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it was kind of left up for interpretation. But I, I kind of enjoyed that. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. Nobody can be right or wrong about what happens. It's right. Just yeah. And it didn't. Yeah. Uh, I would like to introduce a segment now to the show. Now that we this is. Um, okay. Uh, I've, I've just, I found this, and it's, I'm just going to, we'll have a, 
I don't, I don't have a title for it, but just fashion. fashion. Okay. I, fashion. You kind of mentioned something about fashion, and I think this I is... I did. I'm going to... I found a photo of Anne Hathaway at the, um, at like, the red carpet event for this movie. Ooh, uh, okay. And the fashion spoke to me, so I'm going to send it to you in our chat here, um, and we can discuss such great fashion. Ooh. Love the suit. Okay, yes. So Anne Hathaway (laughs) is wearing like an emerald hunter green satiny suit with a black see-through top on. (laughs) She's got some feathers in her pockets and her suit is either, they're either cuffed at the ankle or they're tucked into some boots. Such good fashion. I just. It's very good fashion. It's a strong look. Yes, and this is, again, after Les Mis, which she did um, shave her hair off for, so she has her pixie-cut side-swoop hair, which I love. It's be good. be good. But we can, we'll share that photo at some point, now that it's in our chat. Yes. So good. It's good we'll fashion. share it on our social media. That's also, next to her is the director. Ah, um, uh, yes. And she's... Kate? Yes. Is that what you said? Yes. Kate. Uh, wearing a very, very cute dress as well. Like yes. Dress. Not, I didn't want to like, like, and then there's some other lady there, you know, I don't know, whatever that is. No, it's... <laughs> I just care about it, Anne. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> no, Kate looks very nice. She does. I'm kind of bummed looking at Kate's bio. Um, this looks like this is like the last thing she did. Oh, no. And like, well, I hope whatever she's doing now, she's happy and fulfilled. Yeah, because she did a great job. I oh. really like this movie. Sorry, I just ran into my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Uh, yeah, I hope she's, I, I don't know, I hope she's doing well, because like I just... That kind of bums me out. I think that she told it because it was written by her as well, and like, you know, it, it had its maybe some shortcomings with just I feel like constraints necessarily. Like it wasn't necessarily yeah. a. Um, there was nothing to any faults in this. Was just the fact that it was a small movie. Um, yeah. It looks like financially it wasn't the most successful. Um, it looks like it costs, uh, from what IMDb says, it costs six million is what they estimate for it to make or to be at the budget uh and opening weekend it made twenty thousand. uh mm-hmm. it didn't make back half a million um yeah i wonder like because like this movie to me like screams like independent mm-hmm. to me um so i wonder like where it was premiered sundance sundance yeah so i i feel like that's pretty normal for that to happen yeah it looks like it i mean because it, it did it, I, again if there were some faults faults with it it would only be just that it it felt if like that that's a good it screams indie it screams film festival too yeah um, it makes me think of uh sleeping with other people mm, uh, yes that was same kind it, it almost has the same kind of vibe although sleeping with other people did like super super well at film festivals yeah i think that was probably the hope for this movie and then it didn't it didn't get the traction of that. Right. Well, again, I feel like this movie keeps you in emotional turmoil the whole <laughs> movie. Um, so, you know, not everyone likes sad movies. Um, but if you do, by God, please watch this. I honestly, I know this is the episode freaking one, uh, but th- I feel like this is one of the most underrated Anne Hathaway movies. Because, again, I've never heard of it, but it is so good. Also, I was really happy. It was it's eighty six minutes long, and like, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> not to jump back to me, 
but I'm watching Adam Sandler movies, and I watched Funny People, which is I watched the director's cut, which is two and a half hours long. Ooh. And yeah, and then I watched uh, Sandy Wexler, which was two hours and eleven minutes long. So to get a eighty-six minute long movie, I was like, I was real stoked on just like mm-hmm. get in, get out, do what you're gonna do. Like, if this movie had dwelled too long, it could have really run into some problems. I feel like yeah, it, it was the perfect length. And I want to say, like, the whole movie, like, takes place in, like, maybe two weeks. I almost feel like less than that. I want to say it was, like, a week. Yeah. And maybe, maybe like, at most two weeks. But I, that's a good point, because I, I thought the same thing. I was, like, I like I like little stories like that. I like where, like, days matter. Um, yes. So that was cool. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, you had a segment in mind as well. I do. I was going to say, on to my segment. Yes. Um, so my segment, while it may not always apply to every movie we watch, we'll see. I don't have a name for the segment, but the gist is I'm going to tell you why it's I'm the, it's better. The, it's the picnic segment. How about that? Yes, it's the picnic segment. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to explain why that I'm a better love interest for Anne Hathaway's character in this movie rather than the actual one in the movie. Mm-hmm. So our love interest is, of course, James Forrester, who is, you know, an indie musician who doesn't live in New York. Um, so, number one, I would move to New York for her. <laughs> yes. Uh, number two, um, I would not make her sing in the living room when her mom's pressuring her to sing. Um, I, I can I, I can join that if you'd like. I have, I have no, 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 no. Hold on, I have more. Okay. Um, so big thing was that after his shows in New York, he was going to Berlin to record, and that's why he kind of, kind of felt pressure to write. Um, I would have just canceled Berlin. <laughs> I would have said, hey, fuck my career. You're going through a lot, and I'm here for you. <laughs> and I will push everything back until you're happy and your brother is okay. I'll be here for you every day. And he also kind of had a tendency to just kind of disappear, um, mm. which I don't know was if it was the way the movie was cut or if that was his character. But like when his when Franny's brother opened his eyes, um, he was in the room, and then suddenly like he was gone. And later, Franny is walking around the hospital going, like, hey, have you seen a guy with a guitar? And everyone's like, no. So, like, he clearly left without telling her. Um, and then she doesn't see him again until she shows up to one of his his last show in New York. Um, and I'm just saying I would never fucking do that. <laughs> like, I know, like, you're going through a lot, but I would have waited in, like, the waiting room for you, Fran, okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely so. not. I think so. I think also, too, you wouldn't have used used a relationship with her to write music you know i was i thought that's where the story was going to kind of go and it kind of did but you wouldn't have been like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have used franny right like i may have written the song but i would have played the whole thing for her i wouldn't have just hummed it Mm -hmm. and i would have been like is this okay for me to talk about because the song is very much about her brother um that was the last cry of the movie that was the last cry of the movie was he wrote a song about her brother and 
I would have asked permission to do that before playing it in front of a whole packed, sold-out stadium. Well, I don't know if it was a stadium, but a theater. Um, it was really sweet, though. It, it was really sweet. It was really good. <laughs> but I respect your privacy. Oh, so. man. It was... Oh, beads. I was like... Because <laughs> I was nervous that they were going to go that route to write the song um, for for her or for her brother. Um, and, like, he was playing it, and it was it was very folky in that it was vague. And then he mm. has a line in it, like, wake up, little dreamer. Over. Over. I was yeah. like, tears. I know what it's about. Like, and, sobbing. Uh, yes. Because um, I think he even says, like, open your eyes, little dreamer. Yes, that's what it is. And it was just like, oh, <clears throat> he just opened his eyes. <laughs> <clears throat> My heart. Oh, uh, you've torn it out. All right. But yeah. I guess in his defense, he, he didn't know she was going to be at that show, so... But also, that's like her personal life, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, picnic. Yes. <laughs> Great, I love it. All right. Um, I don't know. I feel good. I feel like we've. Uh, this has been a good discussion on on song. Yeah, one. a good appreciation of song one, twenty fourteen, directed by Kate. Kate. Kate Froyland. <laughs> Kate Froyland. Yeah, Kate. It's Kate Barker Froyland. Is her full. Froyland. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Good little movie. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So, for our next podcast, we are going to be discussing... It also has one in the title. What was it? One Day. One Day. Um, as far as we know, this is on Netflix, so easy watch. Um, feel free to watch it and send us your thoughts. You can do that, um, on our social media or our email. Our email and our Instagram are Hathaway there cast uh, at gmail.com on Instagram. Um, and our Twitter is Hathaway there because apparently there is a uh, cap on how long your handles can be on Twitter. And also, I'm assuming we're going to publish this on Anchor. Yes. Uh, so our podcasts are published on anchor.fm and the cool thing about Anchor is that you can actually send us voice memos. Um, you know, if you have some thoughts, we would love to include them. But you can also just send your comments, um, and we can discuss the movie. Yes. And mostly Anne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or if you just want to reach out and say, hey, you can do that too. Yep, you can reach us there. Um, and yeah, this will be the first of every month that this podcast comes out. Mm. Um, and the hope would be by the... Yeah, by the time we have the next episode coming out, this first episode will be September 1st. By October 1st episode, will be Anchor will have distributed to you know Spotify and other places. But um, on our social media, we'll kind of keep you posted as to where, where you can listen. Right. I do, I do think that about does it here for us. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's really much left to say other than thank you so much for going on this journey with us. Um, if you have chosen to. <laughs> if you're forced to, uh, then we're sorry. If you that. didn't watch it, that's fine. If you just listened, thank you. Like, either way, whatever you chose to do, if you just want to enjoy the podcast as is, or if you want to participate with the movie, either way, thank you is what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes, yes. Much, much appreciated, and we will see you Yeah, we'll month. see you on the first to watch one day. 